What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It's Monday, May 18th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is your daily coronavirus update. How might we get back to normal? Many experts say it won't happen until we get a vaccine. Others say something like herd immunity could also get us back. But it seems that without working in conjunction with a vaccine, herd immunity won't save us either. There are a number of unknown variables that need to be factored in, such as how long we have immunity for after recovering from COVID-19, and to meet the threshold without a vaccine, it could also mean more deaths. Kaylee Rogers, reporter at 538.com, joins us for how we get to herd immunity. Thanks for joining us, Kaylee. Thanks for having me. I wanted to talk about some of the ways that people have said we're going to get over this coronavirus pandemic. Obviously, we're waiting on a vaccine that could still take quite some time. When this all started, they said, you know, 12 to 18 months. Uh, We've heard things possibly by the end of the year, we might have something. It's very unknown still. One of the other things that people have talked about is herd immunity. You hear things like that when uh, people are talking about measles. If enough people have it, some of those that uh, can't get a vaccine or something like that, uh, they might not get it just because enough people have an immunity built up to this. But with COVID-19, there's still so much that's unknown. And really, it's going to be really hard to hit that threshold of herd immunity without a vaccine. So Kaylee, tell us a little bit about it. With the understanding that COVID-19 can sometimes have really mild or maybe even asymptomatic cases, a lot of us, myself included, we're, we're kind of wondering and, and hoping that maybe a lot of us have already had it and, you know, we're, we're closer to herd immunity than we thought. So we start doing these 
surveys, you know, checking people for antibodies to try and find out, you know, maybe a bunch of us have had it and we're, we're pretty close to herd immunity and we can get out of this sooner than we thought. That doesn't seem to be the case, unfortunately, with a lot of these surveys that we're, we're doing and, and seeing the, the antibody levels and the exposure within the community still seems to be pretty low. And it's really far from what we call the herd immunity threshold, which is the percentage of people we would need to be immune in order to stop the spread. And what percentage would that be for, uh, I, I know I used measles as an example. Let's say, what, what do we need for measles versus what we might need for COVID-19? It depends on how contagious a disease is that changes how, what percentage of people need to be immune. So for measles, it's very contagious. An average person that has measles, if they go into a population that's never been exposed to before, every, you know, none of them are immune, they're on average going to spread it to 12 to 18 people. So that's very contagious. And because of that, we need 93 to 95% of a population to have immunity in order to stop the spread of measles. For COVID-19, of course, we're still learning about it. Um, we're not exactly sure the exact uh, number for how infectious it is. And so we're still kind of nailing that down. But so far, the, the estimate is that it would have to be between 70 and 90% of people would need to be immune to have herd immunity for COVID-19. So still a pretty decent chunk of the population. And then some of the other factors that are kind of rolled up into this is the mortality rate. You know, if we need that many people to have been infected with it, you know, then the mortality rate could skyrocket. And the other thing is we don't really know if people are immune to it after you've had COVID-19. There's uh, been a few studies uh, showing that maybe you could get reinfected, but maybe not display the symptoms a second time around. So there's still some uncertainty there as well. Right. So the reason why that's even a question is because with other diseases that sometimes happens, you know, you can get reinfected in a short period of time. That happens with a lot of common colds. You know, that's why we have common colds all the time. Unfortunately, there's also times where you can get reinfected but not get sick and then you're still contagious. You're shedding the virus, but you don't feel sick. So you have no reason to stay home. And it makes it a lot harder to do things like contact tracing programs that we're thinking about instituting. Researchers are trying to nail this down. Um, there is some good early evidence. You know, people are developing antibodies. Um, we don't, as of yet, have any cases of people being reinfected that we know of for sure. So that's a good sign. If, you know, if immunity faded within six weeks, we'd probably know that by now. So these are all good early signs. But unfortunately, you know, we, we just don't know if you get it once, you can never get it again or you can get it again a year later, two years later. We, we're not going to know that until some time has passed. Yeah. And, and part of that, too, is, um, you know, it could lie dormant in your body or other, even other viruses can lie dormant and reemerge later. And we don't know if that's the case for COVID-19 yet. We don't know if we completely kill it off in the body or if it has this, dor uh, you know, if it lies dormant in you and, and can reemerge. Right. So viruses and different pathogens can do different things in our body. We don't always just fight it off, get immunity, and we're safe for the rest of our life. That would be great. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, even something like chickenpox. So if you get exposed to chickenpox as a kid and you get sick, we don't ever actually completely clear that virus from our body. And sometimes it can reemerge. And that's what causes actually shingles in, in older people. It's the exact same virus that's just been dormant in their cells and eventually decided to come back and, and attack again. And so there's different ways that our body fights off and remembers and prevents infection. And, there, you know, because this is a new pathogen, this is something we've never experienced before. Researchers just don't know for sure. They need to figure those things out and, and answer those questions still. 
I mean, it's so tough because all of these questions, as we're going through this in real time and we're hearing stories about uh, vaccines and treatments all in real time, you know, a lot of these questions aren't really going to be answered for so many years to come. It's just kind of going to have to be a, a looking back type of thing to really see where the numbers truly lie. And so this whole notion of herd immunity really would have to work in conjunction with a vaccine. It's not going to just happen all of a sudden on its own. You know, if so many people get it, we'd have millions and millions of deaths if that was going to happen. Right. If we were to just lift everything, go completely back to normal and let the disease kind of burn through the population, it would just be devastating. And everything that we've learned about this disease so far is not making that seem any rosier of a picture. Um, that said, though, I, I you know I got a lot of feedback from this piece of people saying like, so what are you saying? We have to stay in our homes until there's a vaccine, and that's not the case necessarily. There's other options that are being explored. Experts are looking at ways that we can start to you know open parts of society, um, be able to carefully track and trace this disease, and and be able to stop the spread in other ways uh, up until we get to the point where we have a vaccine. So I don't think it has to be one extreme or the other. There's parts in the middle, and we what we need to do is take this sort of time that we've bought by all staying inside and socially distancing and use that to set up the things we need to do so that we can start to open things up safely and we don't have to all go back inside right away. The last thing I want you to help us out with, you spoke about New York in your article. And, and you know, we were talking about how maybe getting up to a 70% threshold for uh, for herd immunity, you know, for the country. But in New York, they're saying that maybe as much as 21% of the population was exposed to COVID-19 already. Uh, help us uh, wrap our heads around that. Right. And so this was um, an early survey that was done looking for antibodies within the population. This is New York City specifically. Um, they found as much as 21 percent of the population. There's some questions about these surveys, how accurate they are. But even if that number is correct, you know, we've had almost at the time of publication, we had almost 20,000 deaths in New York City. And that's one in every 400 New Yorkers killed by this disease. And that's only 21%. So to get to 70%, you can imagine how much more death there would be. And it's just devastating. You know, our, our hospitals are swamped. Uh, our, our funeral uh, arrangements are swamped. They're having trouble finding enough time to uh, get the bodies through crematoriums to bury everybody. Like, it's just horrible what's happened. And that's only, at best, 21% of the population being exposed. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting how this is all playing out. You know, states, people are ready to get back to normal and, and we're slowly getting there. But on the scientific and medical side of this thing, there's still a lot yet to be done, especially when it comes to effective treatments and, and herd immunity, as we've been talking about. Kaylee Rogers, reporter at 538.com. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks again. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been your Daily Coronavirus Update. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat 
balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.